G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Most people think about the abortion issue as one for the states. But there's a federal election coming, and it's likely in May, and federal labour has made abortion an election issue, committing to free abortions and increased access to abortion if they take government. Now, this would certainly lead to more abortions and more women harmed by abortion. Pro-life outfit Cherish Life is alerting Australians to what they're calling a dire threat to the unborn. Tishan Johnson is the Cherish Life spokesperson on abortion issues, and Tishan is joining us. Hello, Tishan. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Thank you so much for having me. Tishan, let's just unpack this for a moment because oftentimes we think the states are the ones who make laws and regulations about the abortion industry, but this platform that Labor is on of providing free abortions, this takes it into a federal realm. That is exactly right, Neil. Abortion is typically legislated at the state and territory level and uh, where the federal government gets involved is abortions attract a relatively small Medicare rebate. For the first time in ever in any federal election, a major political party said, we're going to fund abortions, we want to allocate more money to abortions, we want all abortions to be free and completely accessible right across Australia. So this is very concerning and as a result, um, Cherish Life along with other pro-life groups right around Australia are actually uh, lobbying against Labor this federal government federal election for the first time ever, Neil. Um, it's very concerning. As you rightly said, it would lead to an increase in abortions. It's, there's already about 80,000 a year. We have one of the highest abortion rates in the world. Um, our abortion rate uh, is 19.1 uh, per thousand women aged between 15 and 44. And to put that in context, the USA is only 11 and Germany's only 6. We're up at 19.1. We have an extremely high abortion rate already and some of the world's most brutal laws. Tishan, take us into something that is important here, and that is a connection between abortion policy and the Labor Party. Now, we might talk about other parties as well, but let's single out the Labor Party here for a few moments because there is that organisation known as Emily's List. And I wonder whether you got some insights as to the connection between Emily's List and particularly female Labor politicians. Yes, I have. Unfortunately, Labor has been really uh, corrupted, I would say, by Emily's List. So Emily's List uh, was a group formed in 1980, sorry, yeah, 1983 in the USA. Basically, it's an abortion funnel into politics. So women who are of abortion mindset, who kind of make this commitment or an understanding that they're going to push for abortion reform if they're given political placement, um, then their campaigns are effectively paid for. So in America, for example, Emily's List gets about $450 million in donations a year to funnel pro-abortion women into the Democrats' party. The equivalent in Australia is Labor, and they have funneled many 
prominent Labor women in through the years. Our former Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, was an, one of our former Prime Ministers. Julia Gillard was an Emily's Lister. The, shadow, uh, the Federal Shadow Health Minister is an Emily's Lister. Currently in the Federal Parliament, there's 25 Emily's Listers. And in this federal campaign, um, there is also eight Emily's List candidates federally. Through every single parliament, uh, state parliament and territory parliament around Australia, we have a significant number of Emily's Listers. They have been behind every single uh, radical late-term abortion law that's ever been passed in Australia. So it's interesting to make this alignment because you might feel as though you are uh, in some ways obligated to hold a pro-abortion stance if you are supported by people at Emily's List. So you've got a organisation that funds money to women so that they will be uh, promoters of a abortion uh, industry. And that's for some is going to sound quite... Uh, unusual, even confronting, but this is quite prominent in Australia. It really is. It came over from the USA and even um, their convener, um, Tanya Tanya Kovic, their Australian convener for Emily's List, was talking on ABC Radio a few weeks ago and she admitted you have to be a pro-choice woman to be a member of Emily's List. So that is 100% their requirement. They talk about they give mentoring to women who are looking to get into politics, but their primary platform is radical abortion reform with no restraints. Now, there is a national campaign that's underway now with a united force of pro-life groups. So you're representing Cherish Life. Uh, Your base is in Queensland, but there are pro-life groups all around the nation. Who else are you aligned with in this national campaign? Right, we've opened discussions with Right to Life New South Wales, who are wonderful. They're just about to go into a state election, uh, so they're extremely busy. I should just say here, Neil, if Labor get in, so currently there's an LNP government in charge in New South Wales, if Labor get in because of the high prevalence of Emily's list once again, it's highly likely they're going to try to push through abortion to birth laws just like they have in Queensland. So it's imperative for the pro-life movement that Labor doesn't get in. That's my firm view, and I know it's the view of many pro-lifers. We, we've seen this pattern all too many times right around Australia but, um, New South Wales is the only state untouched by Labor's abortion reforms because of Emily's list um, so there's also two pro-life groups in Victoria who are phenomenal as well as some very strong churches um, Tasmania there's a few individuals um, who we are working with who are very well connected in pro-life communities right to life South Australia um, are very strong and they have a, a fight on their hands because there's a radical abortion bill um, before the house pretty soon and yeah right around Australia we are kind of managing it here from the moment for for the moment Um, but we are looking for people on the ground in all states so we can connect to different um, pro-life groups depending on where they live so we're kind of um, hoping people sign up ready for the campaign we're going to need a lot of letterbox droppers people are happy to hand out how to vote for pro-life candidates on the day so as well as targeting Emily's listers because they're of an abortion mindset, we're also going to be helping MPs who are clearly pro-life. So if a bill does present to federal parliament about, you know, paying all this money to abortion providers and radical abortion access, these pro-life MPs or candidates will help to block that bill. That's the hope. 
Is it the case that the pro-life groups aren't necessarily partisan, but because Labor has this uh, as their platform, uh, then they've become a focus here? And uh, those Labor Party MPs uh, influenced by Emily's List, uh, they are the ones who you'll be targeting in that sense of, uh, of endeavouring to make sure that they are not elected. That's entirely right. Yeah, we're definitely um, bipartisan, but um, in this case, I'm like, well, Labor's effectively, sadly, um, going to legislate to kill more babies, harm more women. We have to not let them get in at this election if we want to fulfil our mission, which is to save babies and to protect women. So this is our mission, first and foremost, save babies, protect women. Labor's trying to take babies, kill babies, legislate for that. We're actually going to have to stop them. So we've had to take this very strong stand and encouraging other groups to do so. And so when we talk about Emily's List, you're saying this is one of the primary reasons why the Labor Party has become so obsessed with abortion. And that leaves the myriad of problems with abortion somehow rather brushed under the carpet for people who are on the Labor side of politics. Because when we as Christians, we talk about the value of human life in the womb, that in itself is strong enough for us to say no to abortion. But for all of the other side effects, the dreadful impact upon women and upon families, the heartbreak that goes along with abortion, these are the sorts of things I imagine you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely, particularly pregnancy support centres who deal with a lot of uh, women with post-abortion grief. Um, But it's very well documented, Neil, that a woman who has an abortion is six times more likely to commit suicide than a woman who's had a live birth or never been pregnant. It literally wreaks havoc on a woman having an abortion, a lot of women. Some women walk away seemingly unscathed. Sometimes 20 years later it comes back with a vengeance, this deep grief and wondering what's wrong with them and they realise. Um, a woman who's had an abortion is uh, one in five will get a serious prolonged mental illness and that's been shown in controlled studies where they've controlled for um, previous uh, depression or anxiety. So these are women who haven't suffered with any mental illness suddenly get a prolonged mental illness, one in five, 20%. Serious mental health ramifications. There's um, there's health ramifications. You know, there's a breast cancer link. Some people debate it. I would say there's enough evidence to think that it is a possible risk to breast cancer. Looking at all the studies, um, many doctors would agree with that. Um, there's also, you know, risk of injury, um, infection, future miscarriage. It increases the likelihood of future miscarriage and early, uh, like having your baby early. It, it, ramifications are huge. And then there's relational. Uh, some women struggle to connect with subsequent babies they may have, um, it can break up relationships. It, it, a lot of women, I've had close friends who have abortions uh, before they were Christian and they, two of these girls, particularly I'm thinking of my close friends, both of them had wonderful careers. Um, one of them was forced to have an abortion by her boyfriend. The other one was scared of him because he was violent. But both of them left their wonderful careers and went on unemployment benefits because they had severe depression, prolonged depression. And if you think in terms of cost like it costs them personally it costs them everything costs them their baby but also the cost of society of having these wonderful career women who are doing you know one of them yeah i probably shouldn't say but amazing and suddenly they're on unemployment benefits so not that we look at cost a lot but there is a cost there's also an economic cost to abortion and i think one of the reasons governments are so abortion minded is they think it actually saves money but the truth is it actually costs money and it costs 
far more than what anyone can imagine. The ramifications are so huge, so dark, so deeply impacting. We simply have to stop this. The consequences are obviously much, much more intense than most people tend to realise. And around the world, when you look at the United States, there appears to be a a change in the momentum, and the momentum is moving back towards a pro-life position. In Australia, we seem to be going gung-ho towards a pro-abortion, pro-death position in the States. And as you say, Titian Johnson, uh, it's become part of the platform of the Labor Party to uh, to provide free abortions at a federal level. How do people connect with you, find out more detail, be a part of this campaign that you're running, Titian? And, of course, this could be people who are connected with all sorts of pro-life outfits. How do you want people to respond? Yes, thanks, Neil. So you can log on, um, just go to our website, cherishlife.org.au, and click either join us or sign up here, and you will get our emails. Um, please let us know whereabouts you are. You can, your address is optional, but if we have your address, then we can allocate you, we can connect you with a local pro-life group if you're not already. And if there's not a pro-life group in your community and there is a target seat in your community, we will give you a call or an email and say, do you want to do some letterbox dropping in your community? Do you want to do door knocking? Whatever we're going to do in that particular electorate. Every electorate, the campaign's a bit different depending on the demographics in that electorate, depending on who we have on the ground. Um, but we, we're reasonably confident, Neil, as the pro-life community around Australia rises up, or even men and women of good conscience, people of faith, say, you know what, I don't want to see any more abortion, not on my watch, this is where it stops. We can actually help return the Morrison government. The polls aren't looking good for Mr Morrison, but we are believing um, if we take out a few Emily's listers, because quite frankly, I, I wish those women well, but people who think it's okay to abort up until birth, people who campaign for this, really don't deserve to be in Parliament because they're not protecting people. The first rule of government is to protect. So we're very happy to work against them. We're very happy to support pro-life MPs and candidates. So we see this as part of our civic duty and fulfilling the mission on this organisation. So we would love as many hands on, you know, many hands make light work. We would love as many people as we can. So if you go to cherishlife.org.au and just click join us and just pop your details in there, you'll, you'll hear from us soon. A dimension at which most people can easily participate in something that will be effective in potentially the outcome of the next federal election. Let me point people to cherishlife.org.au. That's the website, cherishlife.org.au. Tishan Johnson is the Cherish Life spokesperson on the abortion issue. Tishan, thanks so much for updating us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.